Welcome back. Episode number three for All I Know Podcast. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Welcome back, man. Got to take a sip. Oh, yeah. Sip on that. Sip on that. For the homies. Got on the dead lokes. On the de- oh no, don't get me started. <laughs> I don't need to talk about him. He's done for, bro. He's in jail. Anyways, before we get started, we got some fun <laughs> stuff to talk about. Uh, got some scandals with politics going on. Got some cool people running for uh, candidacy. Might be uh, getting some some money monthly for free, not doing nothing. Huh? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, Want to talk a little bit about uh, pursuing passion. Speaking of money, pursuing passion over money. And my own experiences with that. I'm sure you have some experiences as well. Of course. Um, but yeah. We'll like, talk about some bathroom etiquette as well. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, don't stand too close to me. You're <laughs> pissing on my shoes. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. Some R. Kelly shit, huh? Yeah. So, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That's a different type of pee, man. I got the giggles already. <laughs> Let's get into it, brother. Yeah, see, hold on. What about this bathroom etiquette? What's going on with that? Bro, so I'm eating... Uh, Dinner. This was dinner last week with my friend. Okay, I went to high school with. I ain't gonna say his name because it's kind of embarrassing. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> so he he sits on the toilet, I guess, when he goes to the bathroom uh-huh. in public places. And I didn't know this was a thing. I thought everyone didn't sit on toilets when they go to the bathroom in public. You don't sit on the toilet, bro. Bro, I squat, bro. You squat above I that, squat. bro. I put cheeks to the thing, bro. Oh. You kidding me? I put my cheeks right up on there, bro. Bro, <laughs> don't do that. No? No. Oh, man. Come on, dog. Who is Bro. your... Embarrassing. What's your friend's name? I'll put myself out there. I put cheeks on the toilet. Bro. Why, me? <laughs> Bro, he comes back to the table. Uh-huh. Uh-oh, God. And he's like in the seat. He's like doing a little dance. <laughs> so I'm like, Bro, what's wrong with you? He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he goes back to the table, right? And he's uh doing a little dance, like scratching his ass on the oh, seat. Oh no. So like, what's going on with you, bro? And he's uh he's like, bro, I just took a shit now my ass is itching. Oh no. See that's a- So I'm like, your ass is itching. She's like, Yeah, my ass is itching. I'm like, You sit on the toilet? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, oh bro. Never sit on the toilet. What? You never know who sat on the toilet before you, bro. Yeah, but it's not like people walk around with super dirty butt cheeks, bro. You think people just got dirty cheeks all the time? <laughs> I mean, granted, you 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 empty yourself down there, but it's not like you it comes out a hole, man. It's not the whole cheeks, bro. I got no faith in humanity <laughs> when it comes to taking a shit in public. When I was little, my cousin Monet, shout out Monet. <laughs> She was like, yeah, people got crabs. Crabs oh. jump. Oh, what? Ever since then, I've been terrified to sit on I didn't know crabs. toilet seats. Yeah, so if it's not my toilet seat or at my mom's house, I don't sit on toilets, bro. I'm wow. terrified. Wow. So he comes back to the table. He's doing his little dance, scratching his ass. And I told him, like, bro, don't ever sit on the toilet seats in public. Like, it just you never know who sat on it wow. before you, bro. And he's huh. like, well, people pay to clean it up. Like, yeah. well, people get paid to clean it up. But still, bro. Huh. I don't trust it. Well, we I want to poll. We need to ask. We need to start getting some live audience stuff right? going on where we can. I want to see how many people put the cheeks to the cheeks to the seat. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got those little things. Do you not even use the little papers? <laughs> you don't. You just squatting over, bro. Bro. You can work out, bro. You <laughs> shitting efficiently right there. I, I try my hardest not to shit in public. But That's if true, I huh? got to, I squat. I don't even put the paper down. 
Well, there's some people that never shit in public. I know people yeah. that used to go to school and have never shit at their school. Ooh. I'm pretty sure I told people I didn't shit at the school, but probably I yeah. was I was shitting at the school. For you sure. you weren't you no cheeks in the seat though. You <laughs> no, were squatting. No cheeks. Huh. Oh, I was squatting. Wow, he got that itchy yeah, butt cheeks. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I apologize, guys, for laughing so hard, but yeah, man, he was doing a dance, bro. I was like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "Sat out on the toilet. My ass is itching. I got itchy cheeks." <laughs> Man, I thought it was going to be something. He put his cheeks. This See, that's never happened to me. But, I mean, you can tell. Thank God it never happened to you, bro. <laughs> Thank God. Well, you can tell when you need to put, like, the because the, the little ring, the toilet seat. What do they call them? They have some weird name. For the toilet seat yeah. thing? Oh, really? Yeah. Someone had a nickname for them. I was like, huh. what? Uh, ass, ass basket or something like that. Ass baskets? Huh. Ass basket, I think. But, yeah. You know what I mean? You squat. Wow. I squat, bro. Huh. Yeah, so if... It, we got to take a poll. Yeah, whoever, uh, I want to know who sits and who squats. Yeah, are you a squatter or you put your cheeks to the seat? <laughs> I like that. I got a little <laughs> ring to it. Cheeks to the seat. Start a movement. <laughs> Hashtag. That's funny. So in terms of bathroom etiquette, this one's more obviously point. Actually, girls, I found out recently, I was like, my girlfriend was like, would you rather have a penis or a vagina? I was like, well, I have a penis. So of course. I was like, I got one. I might as well keep it. And I can pee outside and pee standing up. She's right. like, I can pee standing up too. I was like, What? Whoa. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? But apparently, I guess girls can pee standing up, too. Which interesting. Is, yeah, super interesting. I want to... I've never seen it happen. Yeah, well, neither have I. Wow. It'd be interesting to find out the mechanics on that. Nature. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Impressing me every day. I was talking to a girl about using the bathroom outside, mm-hmm. and I was like, girls shouldn't use the bathroom outside. She's like, yeah. why? Guys do it. I'm like, yeah, we got dicks. Like, yeah, we just, hella easy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. made that way. Yeah. And she's like, all we got to do is jiggle. Jiggle, what? I'm like, jiggle? What does that mean? No, that doesn't mean it's completely dry. Oh, the, you dri- the drip? The drip. Uh-huh. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. You <laughs> might fucking run and drown. Anyway, I like that song. But um, yeah, dude, they fucking, they jiggle. Huh. I didn't know this. I wonder if it works. Yeah. Females are very interesting, man. I learn more and more every day. Every spring... Every freaking day. Every These beer's getting day. to me already. Yeah, already, already man. Cheers, bro. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Was, but anyways, in terms of... Uh, specifically for guys in urinals, specifically. Uh-huh. Um, do you, so if there's like three urinals, yeah, right? Do you, and if someone's in the middle, yeah, obviously you go to the left or the right, but if someone's on the right, do you, I find it weird if I'm like pissing on the right side or the left side specifically, uh-huh. if someone comes into the middle one and there's a one on the opposite side that's open. Like all the way at the end? All the way at the end. As long as you ain't looking at me. I know, you know, I know, I know. But like, I feel like if you have a, a choice, like there's obviously a choice, right? Okay. And it's not like the two steps are going to like ruin your day to go to the other one. I feel mm-hmm. like it just makes more sense. There's even that little app where you play the game, right? Where you have to pick the urinals. You really? Know, you never played that? No. Where it's like, it has like different urinals and you pick which one you need to pee in. Like et- etiquette wise, urinal etiquette. Huh. Huh, you never see, bro? You squatting and you, Do you pissing rather... next to people, man. <laughs> Didn't even know there was a thing. Did do you ever? Uh, I mean, do you prefer using paper towels or the hand blowing machine thing? I like to do a little bit of both. If I have, if I have both, I'm gonna do both. If I got options, yeah, yeah, me too. But I mean, the hand dryer thing never really works. Yeah, you don't get all the way dry. Yeah, before you gotta go in there, you gotta hit one of these, where you flick it real hard, and then you gotta dry it. And then usually I end up like wiping it on my jeans too. <laughs> it's like God damn it, this right. is fucking saving the earth though. Apparently, hey, what about? Uh, have you tried to? What the fuck do they call it? A, 
a fondue? A fond- a fondue? Yeah, I love Is fondue. it a fondue? No, I wonder what you... Oh, uh, bidet. Bidet, and that's what it is. You know, <laughs> talking about dessert and you shit You guys over got here. fondue in the bathroom or what? <laughs> what? Fondue in the bathroom? A bidet. Uh, yeah, a bidet. A bidet. Bidet. Have you tried one of those? Yeah, in Thailand. I think the only one I've ever... No, so there was one in... I went to this really nice hotel about like a year ago uh, in San Luis Obispo. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a bidet in there. And I was like super excited to use it. I got to try this. I was like, oh, I got to. This is exciting. And then there was a couple in Thailand too that I tried. It was cool, man. I'm not going to lie. It was refreshing. You know? <laughs> Did you feel extra clean? Super clean. Super clean, man. If I do, I might get one. And once I get nice and successful, I'm going to get a bidet. I might try one. And some fondue in the bathroom. Some both. <laughs> <laughs> you, I heard the uh, Japanese actually use a like a stool in front of their toilet. Because if you put yeah. your legs at a certain angle, I guess it's easier to shit. Yeah, well, it's better for your digestive system or something. It like follows the natural curvature. One of my friends has that. You just literally like a little uh, stool. It's like a little, like a step-up stool. Uh-huh. That, like some people, like a short person would use to get to like a high cupboard. Okay. You just literally use that. But I guess you like, you kind of crop up your feet on it. So you're like kind of cr- crunched up. <laughs> well, dude, like uh, in a lot of... Uh, Oriental. Is that okay to say? Is Oriental okay to say? But it is. It's 2019, bro. Nothing is okay to say. Oh, God. People from Asian cultures Uh tend to shit in holes. In the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ground. Okay. Because when I was in Thailand, I was super thrown back, dude, right? I'm in the airport, right? And I'm looking for a toilet. And I walk in, and I see a whole bunch of holes in the ground. <laughs> and in I'm, the airport. In the airport. And oh, I, I'm like, I'm like, hold on. Are all these out of order? <laughs> and then I see a dude squatting over one. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, what's going on? <laughs> There's no cover? No, there was no covers, bro. <laughs> it was literally just a hole in the ground. So I thought that, like, they had ripped up the toilets out of the ground, and there was just a hole from oh. where it used to be. <laughs> But I guess, like, in a lot of cultures, they... We're so American, bro. We don't even know this shit. I know, right? Uh, I, I want a bidet. I don't want a hole in the ground. you kidding me? But I guess, I mean, you would work out pretty well since you already squat. You right? know what yeah. I mean? You feel me? But that's what they do. They just squat right over it. They oh, just man. squat over the hole. Interesting. I was super thrown back, though. I was like, are these out of order? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, no, uh, you just you squat, squat right here. Squat. Would you like assistance? Like, See? what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I gotta try one of those too, man. I heard they, uh, heard they get you pretty clean. They do. They really do. It's nice. But have you heard? Uh, so, I was actually just listening to a little interview. I guess Trump is really close to getting impeached. Really? Yeah. So I guess one of his like attorneys, uh, they had a falling out together. So now oh, he's man. like voicing all this stuff. He's like, yeah, he actually is racist. Like I guess one of the things he said to his attorney one time, like they were driving through Chicago uh-huh. and. I'm quoting what the person said that they were quoting, so mm-hmm. don't quote me on this. <laughs> but he, I guess he was like driving through Chicago. He's like, only black people could live like this. Damn. What? And then he said a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, I guess he said something. Again, don't quote me on this. But he said something like, uh, yeah, name one uh, successful country or place governed by a black person. Damn. Yeah, like so pretty fucking racist. You know what I mean? I had someone in there. I was like, Wakanda. Um, <laughs> hey. But I mean, uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting, though, if he, got, if he got impeached. Yeah. I mean, he's so ignorant, right, that he doesn't realize there's certain reasons why he thinks it's the norm for black people to live in that way. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, you give us 40 acres and a mule, then you give us fucking property taxes, yeah. and we don't have any jobs, yeah. so now you take our property, then we can't even afford anything, yeah. so we're forced to live in these places that we that aren't designed, designed to help for people to actually even live, yeah. and then you can't get out of it, and then you're stuck in a system, and of yeah. course it's a lot deeper than that. But oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in a place too, like... Uh, Granted, America is like supposed to be this amazing place <clears throat> that anyone can make it up in. Yeah. And you can if you work hard enough and you really do it. But it's already hard enough to do it as an average citizen. So being an average citizen and also being an Afri- African-American, it's like you're battling two wars at the same time. Unfortunately, right? Which is insane. And then he's going to be hella insens- insensitive about it. I mean, he just got a small loan of a million dollars when he was young. You know? Yeah. A small loan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess his... One of my uh, old clients was telling me he was, like, super successful, like, one of the first 200 people in Cisco. Uh So when it blew up, he was, like, right there with it. Um, And he was saying that, like, Trump isn't even a good businessman because even though he made a return on the millions of dollars that he was given, it was such a small return compared to what other people have done. I mean, think Um, about when he probably got that million dollars. Yeah, well, he was— Million dollars back then probably was, like, $10 million. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? So Well, I guess on his taxes, the attorney was also saying so he was the attorney was just like outing all this information about Trump. Uh-huh. That he was like racist and all this like accusations of all these like frauds and stuff. And I guess one of the things was his tax uh that he got back from the IRS, the return, yeah. was like ten million dollars. Oh shit. That's insane. And at the same time that he was getting the taxes back, he was like cutting his salary of his employees by like half. While he was getting ten million back in taxes, man, hella crooked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about politics. I just know what I see, you know, on in the headlines yeah. and what everyone else kind of sees. Yeah, I think it's amazing that a person that ignorant could become the face and the leader of our country. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just to think about it, like yeah. someone so ignorant doesn't speak in complete speak in complete sentences. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. It just doesn't make really any sense to me how that could actually happen. But it happened. Yeah. It's happening right now. Um, he's trying to build a fucking wall. Yeah. When Flint, Michigan doesn't even have clean water. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, where are our priorities? Oh, 100%. I don't know, man. But Well, I'm, I'm honestly happy, even if he does get impeached. And on top of this, hold on real quick. The person who is holding or... The judge or someone i don't know exactly but the person around this case Uh is responsible for getting uh nixon indicted and he has like a really big track record of like when he's on it exactly so (laughs) it's a very big chance apparently that trump might get indicted but i'm almost happy that trump became president Hmm. because i was watching the charlemagne and kanye west interview a while back and kanye put it really well he said like yeah like i mean i don't wholeheartedly support trump but I support the idea that he became president against the odds and kind of set the stage to say, hey, like, even though this ridiculous dude can become president. Yeah. That is pretty much saying anyone can really become president because we're always told that as kids, like, you can be president if you want. The previous president showed us that. But I know, but it was kind of. Yeah, I don't think tr- Trump just showed us that an idiot become can become president. I know, but even with Barack, though, it was like it was destined. That was destined. Like, there's always going to be there's going to be a first black president. There's going to be a first Asian president. There's of course, gonna be a first woman president. It, it had to. Ha- I'm happy it happened that way. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I think a black president shows every race 
every person that it's possible. Uh-huh. Having an idiot as president shows you could be super underqualified for a fucking position and still go for it, and you might get it. Exactly, and that's kind of good, though. That's not you, good. Well, you if you're what? underqualified. <laughs> okay, I can see listen, that. This under the most unqualified motherfucker to ever run for president be the most qualified person to ever run for president. You got to think about it. Hillary yeah. has been in politics, politics her whole fucking career. Yeah. She was married to a fucking president. Yeah. And she lost to Donald fucking Trump. Yeah. A motherfucker that has barely no experience in politics whatsoever. Well, I think the biggest reason he won, people will say it was like the Russians, but I think the biggest reason the he emails won. emails and all that? Yeah. Well, not the only the emails, but I think that he was speaking to the class of workers who are quickly seeing their jobs being taken away by automation. Huh. Because okay. with, with Amazon and with a lot of these companies that are taking the workers out of the equation and replacing them with literal robots. Yeah. Because I, I hate to say it, but a lot of these blue-collar jobs, even retail jobs, can be done by robots. Yeah. So I think that he was appealing to these people who were seeing the future and the progression of the world who were, like, terrified. They're like, oh, my God, like, my job's going to be taken away. And here's Trump, this, like, blue-collar, like, average dude, in quotes, Mm -hmm. um, saying, like, we're going to get your jobs back. Ah, kind of like Make America great again. Yeah, exactly. So these blue-collar motherfuckers are thinking, oh, it used to be great when this was happening. Exactly. This motherfucker's speaking to everything I want to hear. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and that brings me to a point, too, is this guy. I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast. Shout out another podcast. Uh Um but he was interviewing this guy, Andrew Yang. Okay. Which, granted, even though we're talking about politics right now, I hate politics. Me too. Never liked it. Boring. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Only reason we're talking about Trump, I feel like, is because it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, like, what the fuck is going on? Shout out Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know shit about him either, but I know he's a cool <laughs> white dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this, this dude, Andrew Yang, first of all, uh, candidate running for president in 2020, is on a Joe Rogan podcast. To me, that's like, whoa, that's kind of dope. So I listened in, and this dude is like talking about the automation thing. And he comes from a background of being an entrepreneur and helping younger entrepreneurs pursue their goals. Okay. And talking like, not necessarily down on college, but saying like, yeah, college is overrated at this point. They're charging so much money over the past this many years, but the quality of education hasn't improved. Where's that money going? Mm. And saying that like, he thinks that with automation... So many truck drivers are going to be put, up, be put out of jobs. So many retail workers are going to be put out of jobs. And like this progression, like malls are going to be extinct pretty soon because Amazon's taking the money and the products away. Yeah. So he's saying that we should have universal income, meaning that between, I think he said, ages 18 and 65, hmm. you get $1,000 a month for not doing anything. And where are we getting this money from? So I think, so in Canada, uh, not Canada, um, Alaska, I think Alaska, they already do it. Just oh, for, wow. Just for living in Alaska, you get like 200 bucks a month. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And I think the whole, uh, don't quote me on this again, but I think it's from like the oil money because there's so many oil wells in Alaska that like, well, the people who live here are kind of like having to deal with this. Let's kick them back some of that money. Gotcha. Um, but I'm pretty sure the money is going to come from an income, not an income tax, but an additional tax. So granted, again, I don't know too much about taxes, yeah. but he said something about like a 10% tax on everything. I don't know. Gotcha. But if you think about it, like his whole idea about this is because if you have $1,000 extra, not only is it going to allow you to 
repair things that you've been putting off. You know, like if your house is fucked up or your car is fucked up, like yeah. and you're living paycheck to paycheck, an extra thousand bucks is gonna allow you to be like, shit, I can finally get new tires. Most you know? definitely, exactly, and like it's gonna allow younger people who like ourselves are like, damn, like I don't want to go this course, like I don't want to be in this job. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of doing this. I want to start my own business. I want to take that leap, and that extra thousand bucks is gonna be like, cool, like this kind of is empowering me to take that step into the unknown and challenge myself and try to grow myself and build a business on my own yeah. and see what happens. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So it's it's super interesting. And granted, there's a lot of people who are like against it. Uh-huh. But I think it's like, to me, it sounds cool. It's very interesting. Very interesting. You know, very appealing mm-hmm. for someone my age, right? To hear, whoa, $3,000 a month. I'll mm-hmm. take that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, shit. I've seen a couple pictures of him. I heard of this guy before. Um, he's He's dope. Yeah, he, he seems like a good dude. If you haven't, you need to watch his podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast with him. It was super interesting. Okay. Because, like, I hate politics. And I'm like, I'm for sure voting for this dude. Wow. For sure. I don't even know who the other candidates are. Yeah. But, like, this dude, it was funny because he was joking, too. He's like, what's the opposite of Trump? An uh, uh, Asian guy who likes math. (laughs) That's exactly who he is. He's an Asian dude. (laughs) It's super funny, right? But, like, (laughs) I've never (laughs) – it's funny, yeah. Like, I've never seen – a more relatable president before. Huh. Like he's super down to earth and it just, he seems like more than just, Obama, more than Obama. Wow. He seems like he has like the most rational mind out of any president I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. It's unbelievable. Like if you listen to him, you're like, there's no way this dude's like running for office, but mm-hmm. his whole thing is that with this universal income and all of his policies, which are actually pretty interesting. Cause like even with the mall thing, he's like, yeah, malls are going to become extinct. And he said that he looks at malls, empty malls, as a deficit to the community because think about it he was saying that like if you come across an empty mall mm-hmm. in the middle of a city it's hella creepy like it's an empty hella empty giant parking lots like a whole bunch of like empty rooms with one security guard kind of patrolling the streets yeah it brings down the quality of the surrounding economy and community so he says he's gonna like repurpose it to community centers and all this stuff like but it's interesting because he said that even if he doesn't win the presidency he is happy that he's running because it's most likely going to inspire the other candidates to tackle things like universal income hmm. and tackle things like the growing um, uh, automation problem with robots taking blue-collar jobs and retail jobs and all this stuff. Because yeah. it's happening. Like, robots and automation and that shit, like, it's happening right now. And, like, people are losing jobs. <clears throat> it's funny you say that because I remember during the Super Bowl, I'm watching all these commercials. And all of them had some shit about a robot. Not all of them, but a majority of them. Like, it was crazy. I'm like, damn, a robot's really that important now? Like, is it really becoming, like, the new next thing? Well, I, I like it, dude. I like it a lot. I don't. No. That shit's creepy. Well, embrace it, bro, because it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, it's right. coming. Uh, but I, so, on top of all this, I was watching um, the podcast, and they shouted out this Google thing that, you know how, like, on iPhones, when you get a voicemail, it, like, transcribes it so you can read what the voicemail said? Yeah. Um, it pretty much now, they have a thing that res- will respond to calls and make calls for you. It's like a secretary. And, like, it has human voices. Like, you guys need to check this out. It's like, I think it's called the Google uh, Robot Phone Call. Just look it up. I'm sure you'll find it. Shit. But I was watching this dude, and they like had to do tests live. They're like, okay, we're going to try to book a reservation at this restaurant for 10 o'clock for four people next Monday. 
and they just typed it in and said, hey, Alexa, hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, whatever, book this for this, 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 this. And then they watched the phone call happen. It was insane. Wow. Like they tested it out too. And like they called a Chinese restaurant where the accent was hella hard to read. And like the robot sounded exactly like me. Like, hey, I'd like to book a reservation for two people, like super flawlessly. And the person was like, what, four, four people? It's like, uh, no, two people, please. And like super, like it was nuts. Oh, shit. So robots are going <clears> to <throat> save so much time, bro. I read this story about some robot in South Korea killing uh-huh. 27 scientists or something like that. What? And, like, it hacked into the other robots. And I guess when they killed some of the robots, it was, like, rebuilding itself. Oh, no. That's some Terminator shit. Exactly. And I was like, this story cannot be true. But it was, like, one of those things where they're, like, we're keeping – they're trying to keep this out of uh, mainstream some media. Area 51 shit. Shit like that. But I was like, if this shit is real, where a fucking robot goes rogue and he's able to tap into other robots and control them and the robots are so smart that they can rebuild themselves – they're going to take over the world. Well, e- Elon Musk tried to warn us, bro. Did you see his in a couple of his interviews? All I the saw time? one with Joe Rogan as well. Oh, he was smoking weed. <laughs> he talked about smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he smoked weed on the podcast. On the po- I didn't yeah. see that part. Maybe it's a it was meme a now, bro. One. No, it's a meme now. Wow. But no, he was. Damn. He's been warning. Like he's had meetings with Congress saying we need to start putting regulations on automation to make sure the shit doesn't get out of hand. Because I've heard people describe automation and robots like if. The robots get to a certain point, like, uh, granted, this is all hypothetical. If they get to a certain point, they're going to view the human race uh, like we view an anthill when we are paving a freeway. Hmm. We don't think about it. We're just like, Run no, that shit over. Just blow, right through it. Yep. So that's what, like, the robots are going to view humans. Like, well, they just keep fucking killing themselves. And they're not very self-sufficient. Fuck it. Vroom. It's like right over us. Damn. Um, which is which is crazy. <clears throat> yeah, that's terrifying. But if you think about it from another perspective, the perspective I like to look from it is uh, it's like an extension of ourselves. Because it, in reality, it's brought us a lot closer together. Because Facebook and all these things and Instagram, they brought us closer together. And they're all kind of a form of automation. Yeah. I, they brought us closer together by pulling us kind of apart. Yeah. Because I'm at lunch today with my cousins and we're all on our phones. Instead of talking with each other, of course we talk as well. Yeah. But you know, I mean, there'll be like minutes at a time we're just all on our phones, like, you know what I mean? Nothing, we're paying yeah. attention to these devices instead uh-huh. of each other. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying it definitely is a thing. I could see that. You know what I mean? So, man. Well, I mean, everything comes with it's good and bad, though, you know? So, with these like great progressions and stuff, like, think about it. Like, to get to the moon, how many people had to die in all these rocket explosions and shit you know that's what I mean? true so like to, to it's it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last episode with sacrifices and stuff you know it's mm-hmm. like in order to take that next step so much has to be sacrificed that's true so i mean like maybe a part of us has to be sacrificed in terms of communication to bring us closer together because like even though sometimes like we might not be communicating face to face i can still communicate with a dude in india right now if i wanted yeah. No sweat. At seconds of a time. Seconds of a time. FaceTime. See his face. Crazy. He can show me to his family. Like nuts, yeah. right? Um, another crazy part of all this, though, is Elon Musk was saying that pretty soon it's going to be robot and technology and like how we have phones. Uh-huh. It's going to be like automated into our brain. Like they're going to put a chip into our head and pretty much eliminate the transaction between our head 
our mind and our phones. Wow. Because he's trying to think about how to eliminate the gap between accessing information. Because before in the past, when we had to access and look up things, uh-huh. we'd have to get a dictionary. We would have to go look in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. We'd have to go look through all these papers. And now we look and we think, oh, um, how do I make an apple pie? Go on our phone, how to make an apple pie. Scroll, 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 try to find it. Okay, cool. He's trying to eliminate that time gap. So he wants to eliminate it now where it's like in our brains and Damn. part of us, like literally cyborgs. He called it a cyborg. And you'll think, how do I, how do I make an apple pie? Boom, instantly, right there. You already know. Wow. Nuts, right? So he's trying to lower that bandwidth, which is nuts. And he said, like, it'll be optional, but at the same point, like, once you're at that level, because if you think about it, we're already cyborgs. Phones are an attachment of us. Of course. We're already robots. Yeah. Like, anything, any information we could ever want in the entire world, granted, some of it is bullshit and some of it's true. Uh Uh, We have access to it right now. Pretty much. So once it's, like, a part of us. Damn. The people who aren't into that network or that ne- like mainframe are going to be so far behind because these people are going to be like superhumans. Mm-hmm. They're just going to have access to information immediately. So like how people like, oh, you're not going to have a calculator all the time in school back in the day. Like, yeah, like oh, actually, yeah. it's like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So it, things are getting crazy, dude. Huh? I got That makes sense, right? Because it's like if you have your iPhone and you're on Instagram and Facebook all day, you get the news right away. Damn near. Yeah. And a motherfucker that's not on Facebook or Instagram or doesn't watch TV, it's like, you didn't know about that? Like, You didn't know yeah. that happened? Yeah, far behind. Makes sense. Very far behind. And then I heard uh, Mr. Musk, that's what I want to call him. Mr. Musk. <laughs> uh, talking about taking your conscience out of your head and putting it on a chip. <clears throat> mm. So physically you might die, yeah. but mentally you live on. your conscience will always be there, which is fucking crazy as well. Well, I guess Mr. Musk uh, <laughs> believes that we're living like the simulation theory, hmm. that this is all a simulation. So he believes this is like a returning to that idea. Wow. Where it's like, because if you think about it, right, if technology keeps progressing at the rate that it's progressing now, uh-huh. we're eventually going to get to the point where we can load our consciousness onto a chip and live forever. Damn. And if that's the case, we could live forever in any type of scenario we want. We want. So say you had that option and you lived through so many scenarios, like one scenario where you're a rapper, one scenario where you're the president, one scenario where you're fighting some crazy war against zombies, whatever, anything you could imagine. Eventually, you're going to get to a scenario where you're having a podcast with Travis Fisher called For All I Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the possibilities, if you can have any... Limitless. Limitless. So eventually, it's going to get back to the starting point of this is all kind of like automated and like it's a simulation, which mm. is which is nuts. And then like that's like a very thought provoking kind of like, whoa, what? Are you kidding me? Um, type of scenario. But there's a lot of those scenarios out there. Since we're on this type of topic, Ooh. I was watching some Netflix shit, dude. Uh-huh. And uh, it was about the earth being flat. No. And, bro, <laughs> I, I really wanted them to convince me that the earth was flat. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm for it. Yeah. But their ideals and ideas are so fucking stupid. Yeah. Way ridiculous. Dumb. It's yeah. like they think we're in a fucking dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be- it was just, it was very interesting. I I don't know what it's called on Netflix, but it's some flat earth shit. I don't want to go too <laughs> in-depth about That's it. That's what it's called. <laughs> flat it's some earth flat, shirt. <laughs> flat earth shit. Dude, this shit is crazy, though. These people think we're living in a dome, and they think everything's... Made up, and I think half the shit. Can you do mine too? Yeah. I think half the shit is made up. 
I don't want to fuck up the table. Uh, um, sh- sh- don't say anything. <laughs> but I believe, I mean, I don't believe in uh, the moon landing all the way, but I don't believe the earth is flat, dude. No, that's too far-fetched for me. I don't believe that one bit. Right? No way. No way. Well, I guess the whole theory that they have is like some Game of Thrones shit where we're like the outskirts of the earth since like if, if it's flat, that means there's an end to it, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is that there's a big ice wall that's like covers the outside that we can't get past. Which huh. is like, this isn't Game of Thrones, bro. Like, this isn't the North versus the South. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but on top of that, there's a whole thing now called Space is Fake. Like, I guess if you go on Twitter, it's like, not only the moon landing was fake, but space. Wow. All of space is fake. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, really? So, like, you think we're devoting all this money with NASA and all these space programs? Yeah. And it's just a big cover-up? And, like, the, like, every country is is agreeing with this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, like, come on. Like, they all have big meetings. They all go to roundtable pizza. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard <laughs> enough to keep three yeah. people from telling a secret. For real. Imagine multiple countries. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thousands of people at a time. Maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Outrageous. Uh, but the crazy thing is, they're, like, leader of the flat earth. Oh, no. Right? They're talking, like, so if you, you know, were taking on a... Uh, a fucking rocket and was able to see that the world is actually a globe, uh-huh. you know, would you leave this flat earth community? Because then you would be telling people, you know what, actually the earth is a globe. Like, yeah. This is real. Like These yeah. people aren't lying. And the, he was like, no, I wouldn't leave because, you know, these people love me. Like, this is who I am. And it's like, you're so stuck in this identity. You're so stuck in who you've became yeah. that you're scared of the truth. Yeah. Well, what, it's, it's like some Batman shit. Well, it's like, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he goes up. He's like, wow, it is a globe. This is beautiful. But are these people going to love me anymore? Yeah, exactly. Will they love me anymore? Man. <laughs> Dude, that's weird. What a nutcase. Yeah, crazy. Do people believe some crazy things? I had my friend. Uh, you remember uh, Apollo? Apollo Fritas? Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, that's my yeah, little yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Paul, uh, that's my guy, man. He hit me up. He was like, y'all need to start talking about more conspiracies. I was like, we need to get you on here. You could be our Eddie Bravo. You could be talking about conspiracies all day. Oh, man. But that's a, that's a rabbit hole, though. Once you go is. down it, bro, it's like. No coming back. I'm happy that this one was so far-fetched for me that I'm like, damn, I know this isn't true. But if cell phones weren't around in 1968, I'm sorry. I have a hard time believing a fucking rocket shot out of our atmosphere Kicked it for a little bit, then shot another rocket off of that rocket and landed on the moon. Motherfucker jumped out, yeah, took some steps and shit, planted a flag. Ah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds pretty unbelievable. Very unbelievable. Sometimes I look at the moon and I'm like, <laughs> 1968. Hmm. <laughs> you like close your eyes and then open up again. You still there? Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but I mean, like it. But with like things like the eclipse and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. how do you explain? How do you explain that? The fool's like, it's Hollywood production. Yeah. Well, I guess, <laughs> dude, I've been really eager. Like, the other day I was leaving the studio, and I walked outside, and I was like, for some reason, I was like in a very zen moment. Uh-huh. And, like, I looked up at the stars. I was like, damn, that's dope. Because, like, when the lights, when there's not too many lights in the city, like, if you go to a desert and you see all the stars, yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it inspires, like, so much creativity in your mind. I've been craving to get a telescope, like an actually mm. nice telescope, and like look at some planets and shit. Yeah. Because you can see, like I'm pretty sure you can see Saturn and its rings. Oh, wow. Yeah, and like Jupiter and like a whole, I don't know about Jupiter, don't quote me on that. 
but like some of the fucking planets, which I think would be dope. I was talking to someone the other day, and I guess I didn't pay that much attention to science class. Uh-huh. I still pass, by the way. <laughs> uh, shout out to all my science teachers. But um, you know when they say like these planets planets are like a gas giant, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. There's actually no surface to them, yeah. until you get to the fucking core, yeah. And like in the books and shit, you, I don't know. It makes me real like feel like. These are like solid and you can land on them and yeah, shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's not really what it is. Yeah. Well, that's not what it is at all, actually. It's not solid. Well, I'm pretty sure Saturn's ring isn't even a ring, right? It's supposed to be just a whole bunch of asteroids and like stuff that gets caught that's in, caught the, in, there. in yeah. the gravity or whatever, the rotation or whatever you want to call it. I don't gravity, I guess. But I it's know. crazy because the books, like you're looking at the books, like, oh, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And it has the rings. Maybe I should fucking listen a lot closer. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, to what I mean, the teacher's saying. I think it's cool, though, when you don't listen. <laughs> Because then in the future, if it actually interests you, like, yeah. then you'll look it up and you'll be so much more amazed by it. Because I'm amazed by the ocean now. Like, I went well watching and shit. I went to the zoo. I'm like, yeah. I love animals and shit. Like, why didn't I spark this interest when I was in school? Yeah. Maybe I wanted to be a fucking marine biologist yeah. or something. I don't know. Exactly. But it's like, I never knew I really liked this shit until I got older. Yeah. Well, which I mean, is very interesting. Well, I, I think it's a huge thing. I was telling someone about this today. Is like I feel like with all your curiosities and things that interest you, mm-hmm. it's like breadcrumbs that are leading to, I don't want to say your destiny because that sounds so cliche. But like I remember one time I was in my bedroom not doing homework, and I was like looking up qu- things about quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And like at the time, I was like super interested. I was like, oh, this is dope. And I was like taking notes about this, not for school, just because I was interested. And I remember – my brother came. He was like, oh, what are you doing, homework? I was like, no, I'm just taking notes on quantum physics. He's like, what? You're fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, like, realize. I was like, well, that's weird. Like, p- I feel like people really don't do that. Yeah. And, like, I, I call me a nerd, but I love the library. Like, because wow. you could, you could mm-hmm. go in there, bro, and, like, look it up. Like, it's like, I wonder what, like, about the, like, why is Saturn's ring like that? Is this really just a gas? Like, what's at the center? Yeah. And, like, you could look all this up. And something about reading, like, books just feels so much more impactful. Yeah. Because you open it up. It's like a tactile thing and you, it's a physical object. It yeah. has a smell to it. It has a feel to it. Uh-huh. And you're just experiencing this book and all this knowledge with all of your senses. That makes a lot you of sense. You know, and it's just like, it's just like, boom. Wow. And like, I remember I used to read a lot of books and I would listen to like movie soundtracks with headphones. Yeah. So and it's like, I'm feeling it, I'm smelling it, I'm reading it and I'm hearing this. And like, it's all just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I feel like we're losing with phones for sure. It's because like, oh, like I feel this every day. There's no smell to it. It's whatever. It's yeah. always in my pocket. But if you open up like a really big book and it's dusty and you got to dust it it's off. The whole experience, and you open right? it up and you're running your finger down the page, reading the <laughs> words and shit. Like it's like you feel like you're an adventurer or something, you know? And like it puts you in this this mindset where it's like, oh my God, I want to look about this now and this, then, this, 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 this. It's not quick knowledge. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, you're right. On the phone, it's quick knowledge, right? You yeah. can ask Siri some shit real quick. Yeah. You can type in some shit real quick. But when you actually put that research in and you're mm-hmm. actually looking for it, yeah. you care to learn about this. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's effort. It's effort versus, uh, uh, I guess, expediency, which mm-hmm. kind of brings me to what also what I want to talk about is uh, Jordan Peterson, all-time favorite psychologist. Okay. Psychoanalyst. I don't know exactly how to describe him. Pretty much, it's like a new genre of person, I feel like. It's like a celebrity doctor, which is kind of weird. Celebrity uh, intellect. Shout out Dr. Phil. Yeah, Dr. Phil, for real. (laughs) But like not even (laughs) Dr. Phil for real. But not even like that, but like a a celebrity intellectual. Kind of like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever his name is. Gotcha. Um, But this dude, Jordan Peterson, is like 
amazing. I love it. Super inspirational, super motivational, super intelligent. Um, but he was talking about pursuing what is meaningful versus what is expedient, hmm. which is pretty much saying like pursue what gives you that feeling of awe, pursuing what gives you that feeling of like, this is what I'm here for yeah. versus pursuing what is quick, easy, or is for the money. Makes sense. And I've been sitting here thinking about how to try to expand my business recently. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hit the streets. I'm going to get this marketing client. I'm going to get this, this, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to, I'm trying to make 300 K by the end of the year, like all this like crazy shit, setting all these goals. And I was ready. I was like committed. I was ready to make the sacrifices. And I was like, shit, like, I don't want to do that. I was like, I don't like, I was sitting here like, I want to market for someone I care for. I want to market for something I'm passionate about. Because I don't want to be like the fire festival and be marketing for these companies that really aren't doing what I'm putting to the table. Yeah. And I kind of stepped back. I was like, I didn't quit my job and open up this business and do all this to do what I don't want to do. Yeah. And I was like, I need to pursue what is meaningful. I need to pursue what brings me life and brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And I look back to everything that I've accomplished and everything that I've accomplished has or the success that I've accomplished um, has always come from pursuing what is meaningful mm-hmm. or pursuing what is beneficial to others or those around me yeah, um, or pursuing music or things that inspire me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here trying to focus on money and I feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like, oh, I need this. Oh, I need to make this money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it makes me feel bad. It's hard not to get caught up in that cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Especially being 25 years old, yeah. right? You're in this whole cycle of, I need to be at this point. I need this is what defines success or this is what successful looks like. And it's yeah. like, that's not it. Yeah. You know, successful to you is gonna be completely different to what it is or what it is to someone else. Like it'll never be the same. Yeah. You gotta define that yourself. And as far as chasing money, it's like that'll never make you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course it, it it'll help. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll definitely help. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not the end goal of of what it, being happy and successful is right. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. It's it's it helps, but it's not the end goal. Because mm-hmm. if you pursue what is meaningful and you pursue what inspires you and helps others around you, the money will come. Of course. Because like I've made a lot of money in mm-hmm. my twenty four, twenty five years of life. Yeah. And never have I been focused on the money. And I've even left jobs in the past where I was making a lot of money, like a lot of money. Yeah. But I realized like I hit a cap of my evolution. Of your growth, right? In my growth. What am I here for but the money now? Where else are you going to go? Exactly. There's nowhere else to climb. Mm -hmm. So I can either stay here and continue to make this money and never evolve as a person. Or I can leave and then challenge myself and grow. Yeah. And that's where everything started to like flourish and make sense to me and put me where I am now. You know, doing a podcast with my homie. You know what I mean? Like this is is dope. And it's all because I'm pursuing what is meaningful. So I was like thinking about that today and it was like a revelation. I was like, whoa. And it's crazy because meaningful is like a feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, because people can say like, oh, that's really meaningful. And they think it's just like something far off. But I actually felt it like you feel like you're in the right time and the right place. Yeah, you're doing that right thing. Exactly. I was like, I'm supposed to be in this moment right now. Yeah. And it's all about pursuing those little breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it and like finding those moments of meaning. And you're like, yes, I'm on the right track. Yeah, I'm you doing know? what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. And that's where that like that that endorphin rush and that satisfaction comes from. Because mm-hmm. like you're pursuing a goal and you see yourself getting closer to that end goal. It's like, yes. Ah. 
this is kind of off the subject of what you're talking about, but kind of in the same realm. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone that wants to become a rapper and wants to start making music. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not a rap nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I mean, I'm just, he started explaining what rap niggas do. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you got to understand, if you start to make rap music, it's because you want to make rap music. Because yeah. that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's like, stop looking for these excuses to define what you aren't. Yeah. You are who you are. Yeah. You're making music. If I like it and your other friends like it and your girl likes it, mm-hmm. cool. We like your music. Yeah. And if people in Nebraska or Idaho or fucking Timbuktu like your music, <laughs> yeah. they like your music. Yeah. Don't define what these other people do um, on what you do or that's not what you are. It's just like, make your music, man. If you have fun doing it and it makes you happy and you get a feeling from it, mm-hmm. then that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Don't compare your success or don't compare what you're doing to what other people are doing because you're not them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, they're they like, damn, well, I'm not this type of person, so I shouldn't be doing this. Well, if you want to do this, maybe you should do that. Exactly. Well, it makes it's funny because when you say it, it makes so much sense. Yeah. But it really is hard to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, it's funny that you mentioned marine biology a couple seconds ago. Uh huh. Because I used to want to be a marine biologist. Because I thought wow. I okay. thought the ocean was like the most cool thing. Like, oh my god! Like, so much of it is, is undiscovered. Like the Mariana Trench. Like, I wonder what's down there. Like, we only know three like, percent of the ocean or yeah. some shit like that. Insane. Like we more we know more about space than we do about the ocean or something like that. Crazy. Nuts. So I was like, so I was like, oh my god, I can't wait. And the thought of like scuba diving as a job, I was oh, like, man. oh my god, this is dope. Because I love to scuba dive. I haven't been in a while. I just applied to get my passport, by the way. Really? Ooh, congrats, <laughs> man. I'm trying to go snorkeling and cage Dude, diving. Yeah. I'm trying to do hella shit. Dude, you should get scuba certified, bro. There's a place in Monterey. I've already been looking into it in Monterey where you can get uh, certified. Yeah, well, you can get certified at REI. I don't know if there's one around here anymore, but oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They got, they got like a whole pool that you get certified in. Huh? Yeah. I got certified in Catalina Island. It was gorgeous, Ooh, man. Nice Catalina boy. wine mixer? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it was so nice, dude. Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So many. Oh, it was amazing. But anyways. Um, marine biology. Marine biology. Yeah. Uh, I used to want to be a marine biologist because I thought it was super interesting. But I didn't know that I didn't want to do it fully and wholeheartedly until I tried to start doing it. Okay. So I feel like with your friend, right, he wanted to be a rapper Mm-hmm. For all he knows, he really wants to be a rapper, but until he tries it, yeah, he won't know. Because I feel like that's what it's about too. Is like mm-hmm. as as much as you think you know what you want, you don't know until you try. Right. Because there's so many things like marine biology. I thought I wholeheartedly wanted to be a marine biologist. Started looking into the biology. Started taking the classes. Everything to do to become that person. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I can do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I don't want to be looking at samples under a mi- microscope. I don't want to be doing this, this, this. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. And then I kind of put that to the side. I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad I tried. I'm glad I looked into it. But this is not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Kept going. I was like, oh, personal training. Oh, this is dope. Did it for like three, four years. Eh, not for me. And kept going. And like, I just kept kind of trying things. And here I am, you know, and like, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. And like, I know I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. So as much as people think like, especially young people, mm-hmm. they want to know what they should be doing for the rest of their life so early. Yeah. But they're so hesitant to try things because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, like, what if it, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing? It's like, well, try and find out. Yeah. Because you got to be scared to fail. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't you can't be scared to fail. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You can't be scared to fail. Like, You got to do it. You got to yeah. take that jump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's hard and it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. I remember we were doing the first podcast, right? I'm like, fuck, like. 
do I post this? Like, I'm scared. Yeah. Like, not scared, because I've done interviews and shit before. Like, yeah. I've been on camera before. Like, I've kind of, I've been in short films. Like, yeah. I've done a lot of shit in front of a camera. But it's like, when it's, when you know you're putting your best foot forward, and it's like, for real this time, it's yeah. like, fuck, like, it's, it's a little scary. It's intimidating. Yeah. When, I mean, when you encounter something as unlimited, I guess, or so much probability as life has to offer. Because uh-huh. the way I look at life is, imagine being a chef, an executive chef that knows how to make every dish in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You have the possibility to make every dish. Now, imagine you're in a kitchen with every ingredient you could ever imagine. Oh, wow. What the hell are you going to make? You know what I mean? Damn. Like, you're not just going to cook a steak. You're going to sit there for years like, oh, my God, like, I can make this, but I mean, oh, I've never tried this before. There's so many options. And not until you start to make certain dishes will you know what you really want to make because you'll be like, oh, this is dope, but nah, that's not it. Boom. And then you start to eliminate some of the possibilities. And eventually, that unlimited starts to slowly narrow down and eventually you're not on a nice like little pinpoint where it's like, this is this is what I want to make. Yeah. You know, because not until you start to eliminate that, you know, which is how I view life. And like, you just got to try. You just got to take the leap. Damn. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Start cooking, man. <laughs> I'm scared, bro. Well, that's what you do. You hit me up when we used to make music a lot. And you told me. Sorry if I'm outing you right now. It's all good. But like, music is intimidating. To oh. like write To write rhymes, record yourself, and put it out there to the world. Like, you already know some of your homies. Like, I know a lot of people probably talk shit about me and my music. Like, oh, he thinks he always still thinks he's a rapper. Uh-huh. But you kind of slowly progress past that. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't ask anyone about my music because, like, I like it. Like, right. I, I put 110% into my music. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. You can like it or you can hate it, but it's intimidating. It really is. I agree with that 100%. It's, it's sketch. <laughs> to switch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was uh, at a restaurant that I go to pretty frequently. Okay. And uh, this lady comes in. She has her kid on a fucking leash. <laughs> was it the same lady from the zoo? No. <laughs> it was. It should have been. Yeah. Kept that little fucker from stepping on my shoes. But <laughs> we always get on kids about this. I mean, on this show. And I'm like, did your parents put you on a leash when you were a kid? Me? Yeah. Oh, what? No, bro. I want to <laughs> chew through that thing so quick. The climbing Bruh. up the tree. I was so amazed, like, you have your kid on a fucking leash right now. That's crazy. It was amazing. It was amazing to see. And then the same day, uh-huh. I have my head down, I'm eating, and a little Indian kid comes up to me, he's like, Daddy. And I look up, and he's like, no. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I guess he thought I was his dad. It wow. was just super uh, Indian funny. Indian rolled. Right. <laughs> I the complexion is the same, right? I give him a pass on how, that. How old was he? He was probably like six or seven. Really? Oh damn! Yeah. So he's kind of a little bit older. He probably yeah, he, I don't know what he thought. He's like he like touched Daddy. me. Dad, oh, he touched. He's you like too. he touched me in my arm, <laughs> Daddy. And I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He starts saying sorry. I'm like, oh, it's all good. Dude, that happened to me at the gym one time. I was working out, and I think I was like talking to. It was like a while ago, um, but like I was talking to some chick. I'm pretty sure I was like trying to like get her number or something. Uh-huh. Old old school dog days. But uh some little kid came out of kids club and was like, Daddy, daddy, daddy and was like looking at me and like running towards me. Oh no. And, and I like turned around, like granted I've like I know I don't have any kids. Yeah. I know I don't have any kids. Um but like I freaked out for a second. I turned around really quick, I was like, 
what? Huh? And then he like he realized, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, I ain't got no kids. I don't know. Since you work out pretty avidly. Yeah. <clears throat> Every time I've had a gym membership, I feel like when do you approach a girl at the gym? Or do you approach a girl at the gym? I used to. Okay. I, was, I was the king of it. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. But it's like, you know what I mean? I never know like how you do that. Well, I mean, you got to be, I don't want to say you got to be sly because it makes me seem like I was a dog or something. Uh-huh. But it was different because I used to personal train at the gym. Okay. So it's like a lot of people knew me. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the whole trick with anything, really, is you need to either seem or be that person who approaches everyone. Yeah. Because if you never, let's say you go to that gym all the time and you never talk to anyone, and then you just so happen to talk to this chick, yeah, people are going to be like, whoa, what's going on? But if you talk to everyone and you're super friendly and you're always very open mm-hmm. and you approach this girl, whoever you want to talk to, no one's going to second guess it. No one's going to be staring. No one's going to be thinking anything about your motives. Makes sense. Because, oh, that's Rawl. He that's talks to everyone. Do. That's the boy. Oh, he talks to everyone. He talks yeah. to the staff. He's super friendly. Okay. So no one's going to expect it. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, expect anything uh, kind of sinister, I guess. Um, and it'll be a lot more comfortable for her to interact with you. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Because then it'll be easier for you too. Because if you know everyone in the gym, it kind of you not necessarily everyone, but you feel like you got your boys with you. Yeah. You know, but if you never talk to anyone at the gym and you approach this chick, you're going to feel like, oh, my God, I'm in this room. Everyone's looking at me. Yeah, everyone's looking at me. But if you know majority of everyone, you already know they're going to be like, oh, so what's up with that? You know, so man, it's a little bit easier that way. Since we're on this topic, Uh yoga pants. Oh, Oh my God. Huge fan. Oh, my God. Huge fan of yoga pants. Facts. Lululemon. But Mm. I hate... When women wear granny panties with their yoga pants. Oh, and you can see it? Bro, it's like, why do you do this? Like, It's like when I was a kid and someone would take a toy from me or my mom would take a toy from me. It's like, (laughs) you know that feeling? It's like deflating. It like takes everything out of you. Like, you're trying to get like... I don't know. You're like, oh, come It's like one of those like things where you kind of like rush. And this is everywhere. Not at the gym. Because women wear yoga pants everywhere All the time. It's like... Everywhere. Yeah. It's like new jeans. It's like the jeans now. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? But stop wearing granny panties when you wear yoga pants. Well, you think like their girlfriends would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I like the Cheeksters. The Cheeksters is cool. Yeah. But you can see when it's like granny panties. You can see the outline and shit. Yeah. As, oh, it's weird. Why are you doing this? It's like, come on, man. Do you really not have that much time to look you know at yourself I mean? in the morning? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I hope you must. You better be a busy person. Yeah, you know right. Mean? You better be. Yeah, exactly. You better be busy, busy <laughs> for real. But speaking of, speaking of working out, I mentioned my homie Scott on the last podcast, right? Okay. Uh, super smart dude. One of the smartest people I've ever immediately known uh-huh. in terms of like being in my circle. Um, and he sent me this PDF. So he's trying to be a uh, neurosurgeon. So that kind of shows you where he's at mentally. Oh wow. Um, he sent me an article or a thing he typed up himself about circadian rhythm. So circadian, circadian comes from the Latin term of like about the day or something like that. Okay. But essentially means the 24-hour schedule that our minds have developed over time. Meaning that through evolution, et cetera, your mind can tell from the light and when you eat food that it's morning, right? Because it's always kind of weird. You, your body and yourself, you know when it's morning and you know when it's night. Your body knows when to go to sleep. Yeah. Right? And the only reason it knows that is based off the sunlight it gets exposed to and when you start eating in the morning. Hmm. So he sent me this whole article about 
how much light you should be getting, when you should be getting the light, when you should stop getting light, when you should start eating, when you should stop eating and all this like stuff. I was like, dude, this is nuts. So pretty much he says that you should wake up in the morning and be exposed to the sunset. Now, when the sunset is out, Mm -hmm. you only get exposed to red lights and orange lights. So there's a light spectrum, right? With all the colors in the world or in the spectrum. And the reason sunsets are red, orange, yellow is because those are the only lights that are passing through the atmosphere at that time when the sun is on that level. Gotcha. And then when it gets higher up in the morning, all it looks, the sky's blue, everything's color because all the lights are coming down. Okay. And things only have certain color to them because all the other colors are getting reflected and only one color is getting left. Gotcha. So black, you know how when you wear black, you get hotter. Yeah. It absorbs more light. That's because black is the accumulation of all colors. So that means all the light waves, all the colors of the spectrum are getting absorbed. That's why black gets hotter. Okay. And white is the opposite. It's a lot cooler because all the other colors are getting shot back up, Mm -hmm. which is super interesting. But he goes into detail about talking about how that if you wake up in the morning and you get exposed to the light rays in the morning, your body knows, okay, it's morning, starts to wake up. And then it gets exposed to blue light, blue light in the afternoon. So it's like, okay, it's not time to sleep yet. And then it gets exposed to the red again at night. And it tells you when to go to sleep. Gotcha. But the thing about this that's crazy is phones, computer screens, TVs, etc. Uh-huh. All give off blue light. Yep. Blue rays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the same thing that is telling your body it's the afternoon. So if you're looking at phones before you go to bed, if you're watching TV before you go to sleep, yeah, it's throwing off your circadian rhythm because your body and your mind is saying, oh, shit, it's the middle of the day. Stop producing melatonin. It's the middle of the day. We don't need to go to sleep. Uh-huh. And then you turn off the TV and you try to go to sleep and you're completely out of sync and you wake up, you feel groggy and you're not like fully rested because you're watching all these things late at night. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. And it's funny, I'm so grateful. My girlfriend bought me those Blu-ray glasses. Yeah. Or blue light glasses blue light, recently. Yeah. yeah. And you know I work in the optical industry, exactly. man. Come on, man. You know, you know. So I've been wearing those a lot and like I feel way better. I so like, you actually feel it. Yeah. I'm a I'm not a against it. Uh-huh. But I, w- I have anti-reflective glare on my lenses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just not I don't think I am a there's no real scientific proof. That it helps with the fatigue of your eyes. Are you sure? No concrete evidence in the scientific realm. Have you looked into it, though? Because I can send you this article. Well, because I work for two doctors that Uh are pretty into optics and lenses and stuff like that. Okay. And they're they're not strong proponents in it either. So I guess maybe just because I work for them, I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking with this. I've done some of my own research with Uh it, and it's just like... It's not strong enough for me to... Well, let me put it to you this way. Okay. So you're saying it's not fatiguing for your eyes. Yeah. But when it comes to your mental, your circadian rhythm, that's where I think these optic doctors might be missing out. Because I can see, like, when I wear them, uh, to be honest, I don't notice, like, a difference between, like, my eyes feeling red or my eyes, like, getting tired. Yeah. But I feel like I do notice that I get tired physically, mentally, when I'm wearing them a lot more naturally. Because huh. I know if I, if I stay up all night playing video games, I could be up to like 3 Like I don't do this anymore, yeah. but I could be up to like 3 o'clock because these Blu-rays 
are hitting my brain. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But if I have these glasses on and I'm playing for like an hour and it's nighttime, I naturally feel a lot more tired. I'm like, yo, I can't. Uh, I'm cool. I'm tapping out. Wow. Okay. A lot sooner. Huh. Because it's, it's blocking those those light rays. Yeah. And I thought that was like super interesting. I was like, because you think like, okay, I could kind of see like if I wake up and I start eating in the morning, it's going to start my metabolism and like through evolution, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you never think light. You never think like, oh, I need to be exposed to UV rays. I need to be exposed to the sunset. Yeah. So it kind of sets my circadian clock into motion. Because through evolution, right? Like you, you freaking wake up way back in the old days, like old school Native American days. Mm-hmm. And you're hunting. You wake up with the sun because sun means light, which means you can see what you're trying to hunt. Yeah. So you wake up with the sun, you hunt all day, you finally get that kill, bring it back, you eat it. Once the sun goes down, predators come out, mm-hmm. you can't see what you're trying to hunt, so you go back to the huts and you go to sleep. So you really only eat at the end of the day or close to the end of the day, but while the sun is still up. And then when, right when the sun goes down, you're out and you wake up with the sun around like five o'clock. Makes sense. So that's his whole kind of like thing is like, we need to go back to old school. Like we need to fucking wake up with the sun, go to sleep with the sun, only eat at the later half of the day. Yeah. For he, so he says a six hour, six hour window of eating, of eating shit, which is pretty intense. But the, so the, there's the, that's the minimum, like, sorry, the minimum or the maximum, I guess you would call it maximum. And then the more like natural fasting that most people do is like 12 hour window. Yeah. So let's say you wake up at eight, you start, you have coffee at eight. That's when your window starts. And then at eight o'clock at night, you got to be done eating. You're done, which makes sense. Cause at night after eight o'clock, your metabolism slows down and starts to prepare to go to sleep through personal training. I figured this out. Like once after eight o'clock, your metabolism slows down. Mm-hmm. So anything you start to eat after eight o'clock, you're probably going to get some fat from it. And oh, it's going to wow. kind of store onto your body. That's why I try never to eat at like night, which is hard because like at midnight, bro, if you're up, like, damn, I want some cookies. I want some ice cream. Listen, <laughs> I live by Jack in the Box, yeah. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I got Taco Bell right there, In-N-Out. I got Walmart, Target. I'm in the middle of a disaster zone when it comes to food. And all the liquor stores around me stay open until like 2 o'clock. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, you uh, I yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe uh, when I get something to keep me inside the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I live alone. I am exhausting all my options. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> On you, On a man. weekly basis. It's hard. I, I tried to keep up the uh, the six-hour window that yeah. he recommended. I did it for like a month. And I felt, I felt great. I'm not going to lie. I was super. I woke up and I had this like excitement energy energy. i woke up immediately and like i was getting so much shit done like i looked way better than i do i don't want to say now but i looked really fucking good yeah and there's so many reports about this and there's you can actually look into it when you're fasting your body recycles cells so there's damaged dna there's damaged mitochondria a whole bunch of like little fucking stuff i don't know a whole bunch about Mm -hmm. um that when you start to fast your body actually recycles it so it gets rid of the damaged and uh, dead stuff and brings back new stuff. So if you look into all these diets, like there's things, people with autoimmune autoimmune diseases who fast or do diets that kind of mimic fasting. Yeah. And all of their symptoms vanish because it kind of like flushes out your system, kind of like a, a cleanse hmm. and brings in all the new stuff. 
which is, is is nuts. So I mean, if you guys haven't tried like fasting before, like try it out. Granted, like don't hold me liable if some shit hits the fan. Don't come looking at me because I ain't gonna help you. But, There's this guy uh, <laughs> that should have tried that uh-huh. in Dublin, Ireland. Kind of stay on the same uh, <clears throat> subject you're on. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker was injecting semen what? into his arm to treat his back pain. Injecting semen into his arm. <laughs> what? What? Did it work? No, it didn't work. <laughs> so I guess he goes in for a routine like, exam, uh-huh. and uh, the person that's checking on him is like, "Hey, I like noticed this uh, mark you got on your arm. I'm like, what's that from?" Oh no! And he told the doctor or nurse person that. And they're like, wait, you've been doing what? No. Like, yeah, I've been injecting semen into my arm to treat my back pain. What? Crazy, dude. I don't know why he did it. They're like, do you have any, like, medical background on why this might work? And he's like, no, he had no answers. So, I, of course, they told him to stop treating himself that way. What the hell, People do some crazy shit out there, bro. Well, you think if he was doing it. That, like that you think he would have at least injected it into his back his back right like oh i'm gonna put it in my arm like i've never heard dude he's what? like I, he bought a syringe online and hella shit dude well Crazy. that that reminds me of these kids now so like you know the whole anti anti-vaccine thing going on right where the parents are like i'm not gonna vaccinate my kids because i've heard it makes them less successful oh, okay. and like all this like weird shit right yeah i heard kids are going out and getting vaccinated Cause they're like, no, like my parents aren't vaccinating me, but I know I should be vaccinated, so I'm gonna go do it myself. I'm, I don't think I've ever gotten a flu shot. Really? Yeah. Wow. Have you ever gotten the flu? I'm sure I have. Yeah, but you just didn't like classify it. You know what I mean? I just, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Drink some fucking tea and take some cold medicine. I actually, fine. now that I think of it, I think I've only gotten the flu shot like twice. And peep this: I heard uh, an interview of Akon uh-huh. saying black people don't need to take shots to go to Africa. What? Huh. That's interesting. Very interesting. And I I guess he's saying the reason why they tell us we need shots to go to Africa is to stop black people from going back to Africa. Like that's going to stop someone from taking a trip to Africa? You think? That, I think so. I mean, people scared from... of getting sick and, and shit like that, of course. Uh, of course, yeah. But why would... I mean, I think all that stuff is expensive as well. Yeah, yeah, it's true, huh? You know what I mean? I feel like most... I'm not going to say most black people can't afford to go back to Africa, but uh-huh. it's not cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. Dude. Yeah. Huh. That's what, dude, there's a lot of weird conspiracies yeah. going on. But I thought that was very amazing for Akon, you know, the person that's trying to light up Africa. Yeah. Right? To say you don't need shots to go back there if you're black. Huh. I thought that was pretty like, whoa. Because I thought that's what you ha- you have to get shots to go yeah. back to a third world country. I thought. Well, I mean, for I mean, if that's the case, like then white people still have to get shots. But yeah. it, I mean, it makes sense for like certain things though, because like there's a lot of diseases in Africa. Yeah, there of course. really is. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a impoverished, 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 poor, poor, yeah. more poor than it's a America. third world country. Third world, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Easy way to say. Yeah. It. So there's a lot more diseases than we have here. So yeah. we're not like sus- susceptible to that. So mm-hmm. I feel like you need. Shots. And I'm, I don't know. It, I wonder the generation, too, because as generations go through, because the way I, I don't want to compare it to this, but I mean, it's an example with those savannah cats or those jungle cats. Yeah. That like they used to be tigers, but they're breeding with cats and like slowly through generations. So generations tend to split 
the difference kind of. Yeah. So I feel like a generation of an African-American who came from Africa, slowly those vacuum, like those immunities yeah. to those diseases would have worn off. That makes sense. Which is interesting. But speaking of jungle cats, I want to pull up a picture. We talked about on the first episode this guy who got attacked by a mountain lion. And I want to pull him up if I can. There we you go. You got a video of the guy. Well, I got a picture of him because we were talking about him. Oh, look at him. Oh, shit. He got his face fucked up. Yeah, so he's kind of bruised. And he looks like an MMA fighter. This is the guy. So this is the dude who got attacked by the mountain lion and suffocated the mountain lion. If you haven't watched our first episode, check it out. But we talked about this guy. I guess his name is Travis. Woo! There it is. Hear that? <laughs> Travis. Um, but he choked out a mountain lion. He got attacked. And he choked him out. Wow. There's actually a video of him describing the whole entire thing. You guys should check it out. It's pretty interesting. What's his name? Travis? Travis uh, Fulfillment or something like that. Huh. Um, but, I mean, this one you hear, you can see the... Oh, Travis Kaufman. Kaufman. There we go. You can see the wounds a little bit more. Oh, fu- okay. I kind of believe it now, bro. Yeah. He, he got fucked up. He uh, Yeah, and he looks like an MMA fighter. Like his ears, he, <laughs> he kind of looks like a Conor McGregor cousin. So I can kind of see it. But he was like, he was talking. He's like, yeah, like I'm not a very athletic guy. So in this picture here, you can kind of see he he's a little bit more scrawny. Oh, yeah, he's a little dude. He's not very muscular. So I mean, like he kind of looks smaller. And I'm impressed. I'm wow. very impressed. It looks kind of tall there. It looks like an average white dude. Yeah. And, like, it's impressive, like, looking at that and then seeing this picture of a mountain lion. Fort Collins like, in Colorado. Come on, dog. Look at that muscle. You see those back legs? Damn. Woo. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I guess the whole time uh, he was describing it, the mountain lion had his hand, like, clamped. One of his hands clamped down. And he took a, a rock and was, like, hitting it on the head. Did nothing. So then he, he, didn't, he didn't choke it out with his arm. He actually kind of got up and stepped on its neck with his full weight. Oh, wow. So that's how he did it. So he he, he suffocated it that way. Damn. Yeah. Amazing, bro. Yeah. Kudos to Travis Kaufman. Exactly. I doubted you, bro. Yeah. Well, he... I he, believe you now. He pulled it out. There's a picture. Let's kind of finish it with that there. There's him and his lovely wife excited. Oh. They probably have the mountain lion mounted on the wall now. Right? <laughs> yeah, I would. Are you kidding me? Shit, me too, fool. Seriously. But I guess they said the mountain lion was getting eaten by another one. I guess at the end, yeah. yeah. Huh? After he suffocated it, which is still very impressive. But I'm I'm glad he finally came to light and like kind of told his story. Damn. It's impressive. Very impressive. To go back on another story we were talking about uh, last time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer we got. Oh, we got it. We're good. We're but, good. uh... Mr. Fab, mm-hmm. the rapper from the Bay, legendary North Oakland artist. Yes, sir. <clears throat> he said something very thoughtful. It was about the Gucci thing. Oh, okay. Huh, Mr. Fab. You oh. know what he said? Huh. You can't boycott what you can't afford. Ooh, that's dope. Bro, I, you know what? And that really not spoke wow. to me, but it kind of spoke to me. Because, of course, I could buy a couple Gucci things, right? Yeah. But I can't buy their whole catalog and shit like that. And I feel like a lot of average motherfuckers can't. No. So the crazy thing is we all get emotional and mad about it. But a lot of us can't afford it. Yeah. It's not like we've ever bought it before either, you know? Yeah. So it's like you can't boycott what you can't afford. Yeah. Things that don't entertain you doesn't entertain you. Yeah. you not really putting a stop to nothing. Huh. You're yeah. not stopping their money because you weren't giving them money in the first place. Yeah. 
So I thought that was super thoughtful. Like, damn, yeah. it like kind of sat me down and made me think about it. Like, that's huge. You can't boycott what you can't afford. Yeah. Well, and that's like I sent you a picture of an Instagram promo from Gucci. Mm-hmm. And you guys, if you have still haven't checked out their Instagram page, it's pretty wild. But like, it was a chick, right? And she had like a weird masquerade mask on and like all this weird stuff on. Yeah. And you made a hell of funny comment. What'd you say? You said, uh. Oh, Young Thug would wear this yeah, shit. Yeah, you're like, yo, you go see Young Thug wearing that, which is true. It's like some weird shit that Young Thug would wear. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like still in that thing. Where but, bro, like, these rappers these days, dude, they wear the weirdest shit. That's weird, though, because I feel like I don't see them wearing weird things. It's fucked up because they're doing more things to their physical being than what they're wearing. Like Young Thug. Uzi Vert. Yeah, that's true. Young Thug. Yeah. I'm sure there's other ones out there, too. But Yeah, about to surface up. They doing Dude, some interesting shit. It's interesting though, cause like the the turnaround on rappers now is getting very aggressive. Blueface is already locked up. Like all these is new rappers, yeah, he's locked up. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Like all these new rappers, like the turnaround after Takashi is like super quick now. Some there's there's gonna be a big pivot. There's gonna be a big change coming up. Yeah. Damn. Well, Twenty One Savage is out. Yeah, he's he, doing his thing. Yeah, he's back in action. He's back in action. Back in action. Salute. I'm sure he'll be able to stay this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, this time. I'm sure he'll be able to stay in general. Oh, yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. And back to the Takashi thing, bro. Yeah. So, these motherfuckers supposedly kidnapped him. What? Is for, These are the same people he snitched on. Uh-huh. They supposedly kidnapped him. Supposedly fucked his bitch. Wow. You know, his female, his yeah, girlfriend, yeah. not his bitch. Excuse my language, guys. He's beer's talking to me. Um, but it's like, would you not have done the same thing he did? Snitched on him for kidnapping him in. They, they kidnapped him. They stole his jewelry. They stole a lot of his money. Had sex with his girl. Of course, we live uh, a completely different lives than these fools say they do. Yeah. Right? We're not from that. I mean, I have... Dylan's in it, but I'm not in no street life. Yeah. I'm not shooting at nobody. Nobody's shooting yeah. at me. I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm not yeah. selling no drugs. Nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we don't live by the same codes as these people. Yeah. Yeah, I have to think about it, bro. Do I give up my, you know, watching my whole family's development and growth because some unloyal motherfuckers uh. tried to do something bad to me? No, he's in a gang. He's a rapper. These codes say you can't snitch. Yeah. But if these people did these things to you, it at least, you know, you you at least got to ponder the question and think about it. Yeah. I mean, that that is true. And I if that if that is true. Cuz that's that's the facts behind this. Is it? Is that what he said? That's why he's doing this. That who who did that come from though? Did he say that? Th- read the documents, bro. Oh, look at the these documents. people. These people kidnapped him. I wonder if there's proof. Though. Have you seen the the uh, after the Jesse Smollett thing, bro? I can't right? believe nobody. But uh, have you seen the DJ Vlad interview of his girl? Uh, uh-uh. you got to watch that. Is that what she was saying? Like they kidnapped him and then they had say they they had. Well, she sex didn't. With she me. didn't say they had sex with her. Yeah. She didn't put that part yeah, in. Yeah, but she yeah, talked about not. him getting robbed and stuff like that. Huh. Crazy. Very crazy. Interesting. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can you be loyal to some motherfuckers that weren't loyal to you from the mm. get-go? And now you're facing a life sentence huh. for some shit you really didn't have anything to do with. Well, I'm not trying to justify him snitching. Yeah. I don't think it's cool at... If you ever involve, you, involve yourself in some criminal activity, yeah. you know what I mean? You made your bed, you lay in it. Yeah. 
But me coming from this point of view, it's like, man, I'm not going to waste my whole life for some shit I didn't even do. Yeah. For some motherfuckers that tried to fuck me over in the in the beginning from the yeah. from the get go. Well, I mean, it's it for sure it's a lot more justified than that not happening at all. So he already has more brownie points in that regard. Right. But like I said, after that Jesse Smollett thing, bro, I can't believe anything. He got arrested, by the way. Good. I yeah. hope he fucking goes to jail for, fil- for a good time. <laughs> for following a false police report. Did you see the stupid letter that he wrote to the the producers of Empire? No. It was a, So it wasn't him that wrote it, but he pre- it was him that wrote it, but he pretended it was someone else. And it was like this stupid scribbled letter with like crayon that said like, Jesse Smollett is a... And he needs to be killed and all this like bullshit. Yeah. So it's like a fake death threat to him. But he did that before the whole incident and then did the incident. So it's like he tried that first. It didn't work in the attention. And then he tried the other thing, which is ridiculous. What is wrong with people, bro? That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine being on a platform as like you have your own TV show? Yeah. You're a huge part of this TV show. He's talented. You have your own singing career yeah. off this. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's nuts. Yeah, man. The price of fame, bro. For to real. stay relevant. For real. It's backwards. But on that note, I think it's time to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for watching. For all I know, episode three. Episode three. We're going to keep it coming. Hell I like yeah. the group we got. Travis Fisher, at Travis Fisher Official, Instagram. Take off the cap. Make it look like I'm still. I already finished mine. That's good. Ah, fuck it. There it is. <laughs> Gerald Seals, Travis Fisher, for all I know. I know, I know, I know.